What's up, podcast people? If I succeed. The lovely voice you're hearing (laughs) is one of our familiars. Helmet. Helmet. Uh, Welcome in to the Out of Loop podcast. I am Shane. I am uh, familiar with Game of Thrones. Uh, Rodney already said hello. What's up, pod squad? What you doing over there, Matt? How's it going? Oh, hello, loop troop. (laughs) (laughs) Are you... uh, Matt here. Are you practicing your Yongkai accent? No. <laughs> that was way off. No. I was going for, like, Austrian. I, I got the Austrian. You got it? Yeah. Okay. I didn't get it. Oh, hello, Loop Troop. Roop Troop. I almost did that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. I didn't. Because I am uh, sensitive to racial issues. Um, I, I stand with Hong Kong. Along with <laughs> along with Daryl Morey. Um, I apologize to any Chinese listeners. So talking about that, LeBron is a <clears throat> sellout, correct? He's a fucking douchebag. Oh, my God. What do yeah. you do? Okay. So, yeah, go ahead, Matt. So, <clears throat> the Houston Rockets general manager. Uh, for, for one thing, the Rockets are the most popular team Northwestern, in Northwestern. Oh, uh, really? Very, yeah. uh, what, what is it called? Educated? No, the the numbers, the sabermetrics kind of stuff. Analytical. Analytical. He, he he's really the one that introduced analytics into the NBA. He's the, like the most influential general manager in, in today's NBA. What what is it called? Analytics? Is yeah. that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. So um uh the Rockets are the most popular team in China. They have been since they drafted Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Because they basically created like an international like they we're at the forefront of the NBA getting into China in the first place based on that relationship. So, <clears throat> Daryl Morey tweeted, I stand with Hong Kong. Now, what I, I actually had no idea. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know much about geopolitical issues. But Hong Kong is basically tr- would like to secede from the Chinese Republic. So, he tweets that. And a fucking shitstorm happens. Major shitstorm. Now, the NBA has been at the forefront of all... Globalization. Like, yeah. And also, like, like the, the current political issues that are going on in America. North you know, Carolina, bathroom. Yeah, they're, they're really, you know, they're all about freedom of speech. You know, um, I mean, LeBron called our president a... Uh, a dummy at one point so they've always been like able to like speak up speak their mind and everyone has applauded that so daryl morey does this the rockets owner immediately comes out and says daryl morey does not speak on behalf of my organization we are not a political organization we are a basketball team we love our relationship with china um the Chinese representatives are very upset that this tweet happened. And Daryl Morey just goes quiet. He deletes the tweet within five minutes. So this is all before the NBA goes to China. Yeah. For, uh, the NBA was doing preseason games. Goodwill trip. Yeah. Promote the game. Play some preseason games over there. Yeah. So there's players over there now. 
And China's canceling stuff left and right. They're yeah. pulling down banners. They're pulling down billboards. Very upset. Like, you know, based on the way foreign travel works, like, what if they just say, you don't get to leave? <laughs> you know, like, right. so a lot of people are, are going through, you know, a very difficult time there. Players that are like, I didn't even fucking, I didn't, didn't they're know trying there was to get an issue. They're trying to fired. Yes. China wanted the, wanted the NBA to force the Rockets to fire him. They can't. They said, no, we're not doing that. So, LeBron James, voice of the players. um, Face of the NBA. Face of the NBA, for sure. Um, Face of sports, really. Comes out and says, um, Daryl Morey didn't educate himself on the issue. And, And yeah, yes, you know, you have free speech, but... There are consequences sometimes for yeah. what you say. And... Sort of. Now, obviously, you have to reach to get there, but you could say like he was siding with the Chinese government, right? <laughs> so then he has to send a tweet to like clarify what he was trying to say that like yes, you know, free speech comes first, blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day, he looks like a total sellout. He is kind of a sellout, and like all he had to say, I, I and this is I'm not this is not in original take from me i'm getting it from a few people in the sports world i've heard it from he could have said i stand for free speech but it sucked having to be in china and worrying about like my well-being my my family's here my teammates are here and not knowing what the hell's going on because somebody decided to say something about it it really sucked to be part of it and just leave it at that instead of calling out the person for being uneducated on the issue when everybody's cop out answer is oh, I didn't I don't know much about it when they're very quick to speak on every american issue right um it's all based on the fact that criticizing american politics does not affect the nba's money oh I because got you. the standard nba fan is not really a fan of what's going on in our country currently However, ruining the relationship with China, like, this goes deep enough that, like, the salary cap could take a bump because the influx of money that comes in from foreign entities, particularly the relationship with with China, has really boosted the NBA's bottom line over the last 10 years. So... Basically, like, when it comes to other countries, it's like, mum's the word. Like, don't fucking say a word about this, about what's going on over there. Because at the end of the day, it's a business. And LeBron is a businessman. But it doesn't look, it doesn't look super cool for him to to do what, what no, he no, did. No, no, he's a business man. man. <laughs> right? Yes. So, yeah, that is the story of NBA versus China. <laughs> Back to the show. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, uh, back to fake uh, stories on TV. Oh, yeah. I'm Matt. I haven't seen Game of Thrones, but I'm well-versed in geopolitics and basketball. Follow us on Twitter when it comes back up, and if we'll ever. have a discussion. I will, I'll tweet my heart about it. I stand with Hong Kong. <laughs> They're not, I, I don't have any money to lose. Right. Uh, so we're ending season four. Uh, we're currently going to do yeah. 410, yeah. Uh, The Children. Yeah. Right, you think that's about the Lannister children? I don't remember what I think it's about. I listened uh, yesterday, so 
It's it's about the Lannister children. It's about the Lannister children. How they're torn. Oh, yes, thank you. About because what's Jamie going on. Yeah. is going to have to save Tyrion. He's gonna smuggle him out in his ass, right? I did not <laughs> say that. I said it would be uh, children in a large right, raincoat right. situation. Yes, sir. Um, uh, stacked children, not just a bunch of kids in a raincoat. Um, yeah. Then so Jamie's gonna have to save Tyrion. Which could involve killing Tywin, and will and will definitely involve pinning himself against Cersei. Gotcha. Okay, so quick recap of four oh nine: the Watchers on the Wall. What happened? It's all at the Wall. Um, Major events. Huge battle. Some cool shit happens. <laughs> right, giants. Arrows are the giant with a tiny arrow. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> the wall is set up with booby traps. Yeah, yeah, right? booby they, traps. They have a big ass hook or something on the on the wall. Yeah, a lot of people die. Um, Egret, rest in peace. Um, we hardly knew you. It's true. We hardly know anything, Jon Snow. Um, John, good. thanks, man. That's good. Uh, <laughs> John is now venturing out into the. Uh, so they the. What? They won the Night's nice yeah, Watch won. one, yeah, right? That goes the battle. They won. Um, they were the victors. But John realizes that they're still far outnumbered. Yes, and... that whenever they want, they can send tens of thousands of men to come do this again. And it's and just a battle of attrition, and they're really gonna yeah. they're gonna die eventually. So John is venturing out on his own to go see the wildlings and speak to uh, Mance Raider. Very good. Very nice. Okay, so 410, the children. Um, so we pick up uh, right where we left off. Uh, John is walking outside really? of the gate. Yep. Interesting. I've noticed that a lot of times... So Well, okay, a lot of times. the um, If we have the big battle in one location, that we don't even see that location in yeah. the next one. So, okay. Go on. Uh, so John's marching out. Um, you know, he's coming upon a bunch of fires, right? So they dropped uh, fire arrows, uh, barrels of oil that uh, exploded, uh, tons of dead bodies, obviously. Um, then he gets to the tree line. Um, he starts getting into uh, wildling camps, right? And then, the, you know, he's just kind of head down, walking <clears throat> up. Uh, the wildlings start to see him. Can I, and... have a, can I make a prediction? Sure. Mance knows what happened. And he is upset, and he has lost it. He's completely lost his mind. And as John's walking up, he notices that everyone is bottomless. He's like, what the hell is going on here, you know? And it turns out that Mance has gone around and he has stolen everyone's bottoms. And he has declared himself Pants Raider. <laughs> That's pretty right. good. Sorry. We gotta we gotta do a So as he comes upon the uh, the wildlings in their camp, um, they see him. And they start to get their weapons, right? Because they don't know if they're getting attacked. Um, right. But, you know, he kind of continues to walk, but he's got his hands up, right? He says, look, I'm unarmed. Yeah. 
Um, and then he gets uh, to Mance's tent, right? There's some people that kind of get close, but they, they basically leave him be. Um, Mance walks out and he notes, oh, I see you're wearing a black cloak again. Um, and then, you know, John says, I've been sent to treat with you. Um, and then they both go into his tent. Mm-hmm. Um, inside, you know, there's a little conversation. You know, man said, I hoped uh, your pledged loyalty to me was true. Um, and the John says, well, I was ordered by Corrin Halfhand to infiltrate, gather information, and return it to the watch. So my loyalty to him preceded my loyalty to you. Um, you know, Mance asks about Egret. You know, John says she's dead. Um, they drink, it was it like fermented yak's milk or something? Yeah. Uh, in her honor, right? Um, they talk, uh, the, the giant that died <coughs> in the, the, under the wall, mm. his name was Mag the Mighty and he was king of, uh, the the giants and his line went back thousands of years. Um, and then John says, well, you know, my friend, uh, who was it? Gren? Yeah. Gren. Gren. He was a son of a farmer, <laughs> you know, so they both drink to the king of the giants yeah. and the, the farmer's son. Um, John, uh, you know, basically says, look, you need to turn around and leave. And then Mance goes, you know, I know you're low on oil. I know you're low on arrows and I far outnumber you. Um, you know, uh, once we attacked, I sent 500 men, five miles down the wall to start scaling it. Wow. Um, most of them are going to die, but some are going to get over and then we're going to attack from both sides again. Um, and then Mance goes, you know, I'm telling you that because I'm being truthful and, you know, being truthful, we're not here to conquer. We're just here to use your, uh, access to South of the wall. Um, because we both know winter's coming and if we're on the wrong side of the wall, when that does, we'll be worse than dead. Um, you know, Mance tells John to go back, uh, let his superiors know what they want. And if they let them through that, they won't kill anybody else. Um, otherwise we're going to kill every last man in Castle Black. Um, John makes a move. So they're kind of feeding him at this point. You know, they're drinking and eating and stuff like that. Um, John makes a move towards a knife and like Mance realizes, Oh, that's why you're here. You know, you're trying to take me out. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, when they're discussing it, um, a horn blows outside. Okay. And then Mance is freaking out. I was like, is this an attack? Is this an attack? And then John's like, no. I mean, you know that we don't have the men. Um, and then they basically go outside. Wait. I have another prediction. Okay. The horn is blowing, right? They step out. And uh, <clears throat> they see this crowd of people. A, a, cir- a, a circle, right? And everybody's clapping like this. And as they get closer, in the middle, it's just cardboard laid out. <laughs> oh, no. Is going to be Dance Raider now? <laughs> you know, back in high school, <laughs> this called, is how we settled They called things. me Dance Raider. <laughs> So basically, there's a, a large army uh, surrounding the wildling camp on both sides. 
um, and the army is flying a stag banner surrounded by a flaming heart. Oh. So who is that? It's um, Stannis. Stannis. So uh, horseback soldiers are cutting down the wirelings left and right. Uh, Mance sees his people dying and orders them to surrender. Uh, Stannis and Davos ride up. Uh, Stannis tells Mance it is customary to kneel when surrendering to a king. Uh, Surrendering, sorry. Uh, Mance refuses, says, you know, we don't do that. And then, um, uh, you know, they try and force him, but he won't relent. Uh, Davos sees John, asks why a member of the Night's Watch is with the Wirelings. John explains, you know, we're here to discuss terms. And then he tells him, you know, I'm Ned Stark's son. Uh, Stannis asks, oh, you know, Ned Stark was an honorable man. What would he do with Mance? And then John says, well, I was once a prisoner of Mance, and Mance could have had me killed, um, but he 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 let he let me live. So my father would probably take him prisoner and listen to what he has to say. Um, so Mance is taken prisoner, and then uh, John tells them that we need to burn all of the bodies right now. Uh, we go to King's Landing. So in King's Landing, the mountain is laid out on a table, being inspected by Maester Pycelle and Kyburn. Um, they're looking at his wounds. He has a, a huge gaping wound in the middle of his chest. So he, he's alive? Barely. Okay. He's hanging on. <clears throat> Cersei's in the room watching, and they both agree that Oberyn used manticore venom to poison the mountain. Mm-hmm. So he's he's dying from the wound and poison. Um, but they disagree on the prognosis. Pycelle says that the mountain is good as dead, but Kybert says that he can save him. And Pycelle goes on a rant saying that Kyber isn't a maester, um, and this is the arrogance that he had, which is why he got expelled from the Citadel. Uh, Cersei then just dismisses Pycelle, says leave. Uh, Kyber says that there's a small chance that the mountain can be saved, and if he is saved, he might be changed, though. And she asks, will this make him weaker? And he's just like, no, oh no, and just shakes his head left and right. Um, so then it cuts, we're still in King's Landing. <laughs> you have like this weird look on your face. Yeah. Cause what the fuck does that mean? What? I don't know. It's just, all right, I'll play along. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still in King's Landing and it's Tywin and he's discussing, uh, Cersei's arranged marriage to Loras. Uh, Cersei. I forgot about that. It's been a while. Right, yeah. Cersei doesn't want to go with it. Um, Tywin says she has to as soon as Tommen is married to Marjorie. Uh, and then Tywin starts to tell a story about how Cersei, when she was nine, but she stops him. Says that she's not in the mood to listen to one of his stories of how he always won. Um, she then tells him of when he walked into the throne room of the Blackwater, the Battle of Blackwater. Yeah. Uh, what was she she was about to do, and she had uh, nightshade at Tommen's lips. Oh, yeah. Uh, she then says, that's how far I was willing to go when I thought someone someone awful had come to take my son away. Joffrey is dead, Marcella has been sold away like livestock, and now you want to ship me away to Highgarden and steal my boy. My last boy. Um, so this is really good sight of how much she loves her kids. Yeah. Um, Marjorie will dig her claws into him, you will dig your claws into him, and you'll fight over him like beast until you rip him apart. I will burn our house, our house down to the ground before I let that happen. Um, and then Tywin says, "And how will you do that?" And Cersei says, "I will tell I will tell everyone the truth." What does that mean about her and Jamie? 
She then says, Yikes. oh, he asks, and what is that truth? And Cersei stares back at him and says, you don't know, do you? You never believed. How is that possible? What am I saying, of course, is possible? How can someone so consumed by the idea of the, his family have any conception of what his actual family was doing? We were right in front of you, and you didn't see us. One look in the past 20 years, one real look at your own children, and you would have known. He says, and Tywin says, known what? And Cersei, everything they say is true about Jamie and me. Whoa. He goes, no. And then she says, your legacy is a lie. And he goes, I don't believe you. And she says, yes, you do. And Cersei walks away and drops a mic. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, uh, we're still in King's Landing, and it's it goes to Jamie um, looking uh, at at a portion of the Kingsguard book because the, um, the commander of the Kingsguard, he fills out every page, right. you know. Uh, Cersei walks in and Jamie is uh, mad at Cersei. Um, you won. Tyrion is going to be ex- executed tomorrow. Is there nothing you want to do? Cersei says that she would do anything to protect her family. They go back and forth arguing about Tyrion. Um, he uh, says that you know, he is our family. And then she says, well, I choose. He's not to me. Right. Yeah. She walks up and kisses Jamie says she chooses him and that she told her, their father about them. Yeah. What does he say? Jamie tries to talk about the consequences of what she just did. And she doesn't, uh, but she doesn't want to, I didn't, I don't choose Tywin Lannister. I don't love T- Tywin Lannister. I love my brother. I love my lover. she says to let people talk they are all so small they don't matter she continues to come (laughs) sorry she continues to come on to him I bet and and he warns that someone might walk in she says she doesn't care Jamie then brushes off the book from the table and they jump on brown chicken brown cow (laughs) and then we go to Marine so in Marine Daenerys is in her throne room right and uh, Misande is announcing her 20,000 names, uh, King of the Andals, uh, Breaker of Chains, Mother of Dragons, blah, 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 blah. Um, there's an old man that is there to see her. His name is Fenez. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Fenez. Um, he was a former slave, and he was uh, very learned. Right, so and he was a tutor, basically for one of the master's children. He taught them language, mathematics, uh, stuff like that. Um, when the rebellion happened, you know, he lost his place in the house, and now he lives on the streets. Um, you know, she says, "Well, I set up mess halls to feed all the former slaves and barracks to house them," but he says that in those uh, establishments, the young prey on the old; they take what they want and beat whoever they want. Um, and she says, well, my unsullied, I, I will make them safe, my friend, I promise you. Um, but he says, even if they're safe, who would I be there? You know what I mean? It's just, you know, uh, uh, poor people living together. Um, what purpose would I serve? Um, and then basically he is asking to sell himself back into slavery to his old master. Um, and then, you know, he says, I am, I am too old to change. Um, you know, there's only fear and squalor for me out on my own. Um, you know, he says that, you know, behind me outside, there are many other people that are going to be asking you the same thing. 
Um, you know, and then Daenerys has her speech. I did not take this city to preside to preside over the injustice I fought to destroy. I took it to bring people freedom. But freedom means making your own choices. Um, so she is going to allow him to sign a contract with his former master, uh, but it cannot be longer than one year. Nice. Um, Barristan, you know, he's always in a contract year, always on the verge of free agency. <laughs> yep. That's how you get him always, to perform. Yeah, he's always able to prove That's himself. Good. That's good. Um, he walks away, says, thank you, thank you. Um, Barristan advises that now that you've done this, the masters are going to take advantage mm-hmm. of what you just For did. sure. Um, and then uh, a man walks up, um, and he's holding a, a bundle wrapped up in his arms. Um, he's crying. Uh, Misende has to um, translate translate for him because he doesn't speak uh, he's, the narrative language. He's speaking low Valyrian, where she speaks high. Um, he says, I have brought you. And then he's crying in the middle of this. It came from the sky, the black one, the winged shadow. It came from the sky. Oh. Oh. What, what do you think? The did the dragon kill a, a kid? Yeah. So he lays uh, down the bundle, and it was charred, his bones. charred bones of his three-year-old daughter. Oh. Yeah. Um. You know, it affects Daenerys, and then we basically cut to a scene back in her chambers. Uh, Daenerys, Missandei, and Grey Worm. Uh, you know, they discuss the girl's age and her name. Um, and she's asking, you know, where's Drogon? You know, where, where was he last seen? Um, and basically he was seen off the coast three days ago. So he's kind of MIA, goes out on his own. Um, you know, Darren Air says, meet me in the catacombs. Under, under the, the catacombs of, uh, Winterfell. Remember that's where all the, the bodies were buried. Oh, the, the the statues. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Um, so Mm -hmm. Daenerys, the catacombs open, and Daenerys walks Viserion and Rhaegar into the catacombs. Um, there's dead oh, ghosts. Oh, she's locking up. There's the children. <laughs> it's about the dragons. <laughs> ah, the children. Shit. Uh, so there's Should've dead goats that. down in the the catacombs, down way in the underneath, um, basically luring them in. Um, and by the goats is two large chains. Um, you know, as they are feeding, Daenerys, you know, gingerly clamps the chains on their necks. And as she turns away um, and walks back, exactly, they, they pull their heads up from their food and they're like, whoa, where are you going? Yeah, um, they, they start to walk towards her and then. Uh, yeah. And then they get even louder. Yeah. Um, and as the entrance is closing, she finally turns around and she's bawling. That's what my son does. Yeah. Put some craisins and some goldfish on his uh, <laughs> on his plate. <laughs> I go to walk away. He's like, <laughs> so I've been there. Uh, to Castle Black. So Castle Black, we have Maester Aemon, and he's speaking over the uh, fallen men of the Night's Watch. The bodies are burned, and everyone's watching, including Stannis, Shireen, Selyse, and Melisandre. Um, John goes and talks to Tormund, the ginger bane, yeah, yeah, yeah. giant's bane. Uh, um, Tormund asks why Maester Aemon patched him up. Um, he, asks, he, he says, you want me alive so you can torture me? John says, no, no one is going to tor- get, get tortured. Then how do I die? Or how do we die? H- a hanging, beheading, thrown off the top of the wall. John says, he doesn't know. Stannis will decide. 
John is there to ask if Tormund wanted to speak over the wildlings that died before they burned their bodies. And Tormund says, the dead can't hear us. As John starts walking away, Tormund asks, did you love her? She loved you. And he says, she told you, uh, John says, she told you. And Tormund says, no, all she could talk about was killing you. That's how I knew. And she belongs in the North, the real North. Do you understand me? So then it cuts to John on the other side of the wall. He's a, burying her. No, nah, there's a funeral or, pyre, and then he sets on fire, and it's Egret. You see it. And then yeah. he, it's a pretty cool shot. It's him like, walking towards the camera, but mm-hmm. you just see tears in his eye, and the, it starts to light up and go up in flames. So it's we're still in the real north, and it's beyond the wall. So it's Hodor, and he's dragging Bran. With Jojin and Marine falling behind. Uh, uh, <laughs> and the whole episode's been a vision so far. I'm sorry. Jojin and Mira falling behind. Mira is trying to get them to stop as Jojin doesn't look well. Mm. Jojin falls on the ground and says, we're here. Yeah. So they're on top of a hill and Bran sees the tree from his vision across the way. Oh, remember oh, that tree? Interesting. The big okay. heart tree yeah. with the sun behind it. All right. Um, as the tree approaches, I'm sorry. As the group approaches, <laughs> little, let me try that over. As the group approaches the tree, Jojen is tripped by a hand that bursts out of the snow. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, Mira is able to free Jojen from the hand, but uh, more whites bur- uh, burst from the ground and start attacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bran sends Hodor to help them, but he's afraid. Then Bran is alone. A white crawls up and attacks, but uh, it's cool scene. It's like crawling up his uh, his legs, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, this quick thing goes right by and takes it with him, and it's summer. I like oh. how they match the white to Bran, because the white couldn't walk either, so it was all right. crawling itself. Up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're um, all they're all about fair fights. Yeah, the whites, <laughs> the whites, equal just, equal opportunity I, attackers. From what I know about whites, they don't want it to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Hodor, uh, Hodor is getting hit by whites on his back. Bran then wargs into him and throws them off, then goes to help Mira and Jojen. So, yeah, basically Hodor was scared. Yeah, right? he couldn't and he, fight. You know, he and just, he's super he's just powerful. Cowering and, yeah. and, but until Bran warged into, warg him, into him, he took but action. doesn't that leave Bran prone to the whites? So Jojen sees two more whites pop up and run towards Bran. Jojen t- mm. then tells Bran to save himself, and uh, he, he lies down. The whites next to him stabs Jojen in the belly multiple times. Stabs him? Yeah. Pulls out his knife from... He had a knife on his side, and then he pulled it and starts stabbing Jojen in the stomach. Okay. Um, the white... Uh, Hodor then turns around and looks at the two whites, runs towards Bran. As soon as he starts running, these two fireballs fly and destroy the whites. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then where, where the hell do those come from? There's a child in a cloak that's made of roots and leaves as standing by the by the tree. Oh my god. From the direction <laughs> from the same direction as the fireballs were coming. And it, the child says, "Come with me, Brandon Stark, if you want to live." Yeah. <laughs> Mira gets to Jojen. The child says, "He is lost. Come with me or die with him." Jojen tells Mira to go with him. As more whites pop up out of the ground, Mira grabs a dagger and slits Jojen's throat, then runs oh, to the tree. Man. As they get to the tree, the child throws a fireball to Jojen's body. When the whites reach the entrance under the tree, 
they explode like they're hitting an invisible wall. So the tree is it's very big, right? And there's an entrance basically inside the tree to go under. And once they hit that barrier of inside the tree, that's like... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the child explains that they cannot follow them. The power that moves them is powerless here. Bran asks, who is she? And she says, the first men called us the children, but we were born long before them. Come, he is waiting. He waits for you. They go deeper under the tree. At the heart is an old man in the middle of the root structure. On the floor are bones of many people, and Bran crawls towards the man. Bran says, you're the three-eyed raven. I've been many things. Now uh, now I am what you see. <coughs> Excuse me. Mira, my brother, he led us to you, and now he... And then the old man says... He knew what would happen from the moment he left. He knew, and he went anyways. Mira, how do you know? And then the old man, I've been watching you, all of you, all of your lives, with thousand eyes and one. You've uh, Now you've come to me at last, Brandon Stark, through the hour is late, though the hour is late. Bran, I don't want anyone to die for me. He died so you could find, uh, the old man, he died so you could find what you have lost. Bran goes, you're going to help me walk again? And the old man says, you'll never walk again. <laughs> but <laughs> no, you, you will silly fly. bitch. You're not going to walk. <laughs> but you will fly. But you will fly. All right. Okay. And then we go to the veil. <laughs> All right. Hang on. <laughs> That's a lot to take in. Yeah. That's what she said. And can I just say, <laughs> congratulate. Good for you. I'm glad she's <laughs> telling you that. Um... When we started this whole adventure, okay, this is the kind of shit I was afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> this is very much so not my, my Cup of thing. Tea. Yeah. But I'm in now. This, this is a part of me. So here we go, I guess. Did you guys enjoy what just happened? I did. I really Yeah, I mean, it. it was the zombies, you know what I mean? They're attacking and... Uh... It feels very Peter Pan to me. No. These little children of, of, of the tree coming out. And... Children they of the forest. Right? Children of the forest. They do a good job with like not over putting them too much in your face. I mean, there's more that will come. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They said you just kind of get glimpses and stuff right now. And they're just kind of beginning to delve more into. Yeah this whole mythology so okay all right go on uh so to the veil um brienne wakes up right it's her and podrick on the the road to the veil and their horses are gone um you know she blames podrick for not tying them up good enough and she says you know i know who took the horses Arya and the hound Ooh. um you know, he says, well, we're about 30 miles from the bloody gates. You're going to carry those the last 30 miles. Um, Brienne is walking around looking for the horses, and she walks up on Arya, practicing her water dancing. Water yeah. dancing. Um, but they don't have any horses. Oh. Or at least they have their horses. Um, right. You know, Arya stops. She's a, a bit wary. You know, she doesn't know who this large woman is. Right. Um, there's small talk about, you know, they're actually about 
10 miles away from the bloody gates and you know brienne says oh Podrick, only 10 miles you know your lucky day um she asks you know she sees brienne in her armor and says are you a knight uh no i'm not a knight you know Ooh, that's a nice sword does it have a name um she says the name Arya gives needle's name um you know who taught you to fight um and then you know they're talking and then the hound walks up and uh podrick recognizes him says oh you're the hound um and then brienne recognizes Arya. um says i swore to your mother that i'd bring you back to her um you know i also swore a sacred vow to protect her and then Arya asks well why didn't you um and brienne is kind of taken aback she says look i was sent to take jamie back to king's landing so i could get your sister um the hound sees her sword right and he says i could recognize lannister gold from a mile away um you were sent to collect the bounty for me and Arya. um and you know brienne's trying to convince Arya to come with her Arya doesn't want to go with her um and then brienne says well i can take you to safety and then this is a good back and forth uh the hound says safety where the fuck's that her aunt in the Erie is dead. Her mother is dead. Her father is dead. Her brother is dead. Winterfell is a pile of rubble. There's no safety, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know that by now, you're the wrong one to watch over her. Um, then Bran goes, and that's what you're doing, watching over her. And the Hound goes, I. That's what I'm doing. Um, so he's come to like, this is just how it's going to be. I guess yeah. I'll have to protect her. Um, so they pull their swords out and they fight, right? It's pretty even in the beginning. He's hurt though. Uh, and then he starts fighting dirty, right? Punching, kicking, all that stuff. Um, so he gains a small advantage. Um, but then she realizes it and she kind of switches her tactics to fight dirty as well. Um, they're in this rocky area. So they're fighting towards, uh, the edge of one of these, uh, mountain cliffs, not too far down, but you know, there's a decent drop. Um, Brienne is able to unarm him, um, and he's on his knees and she's pointing her knife at him and she says, I have no wish to kill you, sir. Um, and then the hound grabs the sword with his bare hands and blood just pouring out. Um, and then, yeah, it starts bleeding really bad. And, and he says, I am not a knight. Um, as he stands up and then pushes the sword away and punches her. Um, she goes to her knees, punches him in the balls, right? Fair play, tit for tat. Um, and then they both fall to the ground. The hound gets up, uh, basically full mount, punches her in the face, pulls a dagger and goes to stab her, but she dodges, moves out of the way, uh, rolls and gets on top and then bites his ear off. Whoa. Yeah. His burnt side. So (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) Um, They stand up basically hand to hand combat. Um, I, I wrote, uh, think, uh, Griffin Bonner one, right? They're just standing there trading blows. Trading. Um, she has like she picks up like a rock too. She's like, bam! She yeah. just hits him across which, the face. Which one is Forrest? Brienne. Brienne. She ends up winning. Uh, so Brienne oh, all right. <laughs> uh, gets the better of the hound, punches him back until he falls off the edge of the cliff that they're at. Whoa. Like I said, it's only about twenty thirty feet. Um, so he's still alive. Only twenty thirty feet. Um, still. Well, it's not a hundred where he falls to his death, um, and he rolls down the hill that he falls. Um, Brienne immediately says aria aria and she's gone right um podrick says i was watching you i thought you might need help so i don't know where she went 
um, and then basically pan up and Arya is hiding behind one of the hills. Um, we go to the hound at the bottom of the hill and he's dragging himself up um, to basically a sitting position. He's um, fucked up. Like he's bloody all over his face. and Yeah. And Arya walks up. Um, the hound coughs up blood and he's got a compound fracture on his uh, right upper thigh. Right? One of the bones uh, is sticking out. Favor broken. Um, you know, the hound says... I think she asked, you know, are you going to live? And then he's like, uh, unless there's a maester hiding behind that rock over there, I'm going to die. Um, he says, you know, you should go with Brienne. She will help you. Um, you know, going alone, you won't last a day out there. Um, and then Arya goes, I'll last longer than you. And she's basically <laughs> got this straight face just staring at him. Like dead look in her eyes. Yeah. Just like. Um, you know, and the hound it's goes weird. I mean, she's lost so much. She yeah. can't feel anything. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. very numb. Even if she's grown to have any type of attachment to him, shit, like that. Can she's just, lost everything. Gone anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the hound goes, you know, you remember where the heart is. Arya nods. Um, and then the hound goes, fuck it. I'm ready. Go on, girl. You know, another name off your list. You kept promising me. I cut down your butcher's boy the ginger he was begging for mercy please sir don't kill me please please he bled all over my horse the saddle stunk of butcher's boy for weeks your sister pretty sister i should have taken her that night the black water the black water burned i should have fucked her bloody at least i'd have one happy memory and Arya continuing just to stare at him stone face so he's just trying he's to trying push, to push her, her over pissed. the edge yeah. to, to kill him and put him out of his out of his misery. Because he kind of choked up when he talked about the uh, Sansa. Yeah, I, at least to me when he was saying like I should have, fuck. Yeah, he was like, uh, that's a little too far, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so the Hound goes again. Do I have to beg you? Do it, do it, do it. As tears start rolling Come down on, his face. Do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arya stands up, walks to the Hound, kneels down in front of him, and grabs his sack of gold. <laughs> uh, turns around, walks away. Whoa. And, you know, doesn't look back, and the hound, as she's walking away, kill me, kill me, kill me! And then we go to King's Landing. Yep. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So King's Landing, it's Tyrion laying in his cell. The door opens, and they throw a uh, raincoat at him with mm -hmm. another person in there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Tyrion. <laughs> The, the door does open, and but Jamie walks in. What? Jamie walks in. I fucking knew it. He's gonna. He's got to save him. Um, he gets Tyrion out. He tells him a galley is waiting for him in the bay to take Tyrion to the free cities. Uh -huh. Varys is helping him. Jamie, oh, okay. Jamie leads him to some stairways, and they part ways. They have a nice heartfelt goodbye. You know, like I'm gonna miss you. Yeah, they hugged, uh, and then he even kissed him. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Tyrion stops at the bottom of the stairway and looks looks up them, looks up the stairways, but then turns and walks starts walking away from them. Mm -hmm. He comes up a trap door uh, that's in the floor, and he's in the chamber of the Hand of the King. Oh fuck! I oh guys guys okay what guys what? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. He walks to the bedroom. What do you think he finds? Tywin. Thousand points. No. No. Okay. Well, wait, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, that was your guess. Well, it's, I mean, you said the hand of the king. It's got to be Tywin. Okay, 100, 100 points for second guess. It's not Tywin. It's not Tywin. It's not Tywin. Uh, 
I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Go so, ahead. Go ahead. There's so, a woman in his bed. Yeah. So he's walking towards it, and you see a naked body, kind of covered with curvy uh, body, nice curvy <gasps> body. So you know it's, it's a woman. Shay. And then ten, ten points. It's Shay. It took you three it's tries. It's Shay. But then this woman mumbles, "Tywin, my lion." Oh no. Yeah. And Shay wakes up and sees Tyrion, and he's just fucking destroyed right there. At that moment, he got destroyed. You know, he sees her. There's a knife next to um, some cheese and fruit. She goes to grab it. He goes and stops her, and he climbs on top of her, and she, like, uppercuts him because he goes flying three feet in the air. (laughs) 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 All right, not that. Not not really. But they are wrestling. He grabs some ne- <laughs> he grabs a necklace that she's wearing. So he, he wrestles the knife away from her. Yeah. And they're kind of hand to hand combat a little bit. Right. He gra- there's a pretty thick chain she's wearing and he ends up going off the edge of the bed and chokes her out and kills her. But he's Whoa. holding on to the yeah. the chain and you know her she's laying on the bed, her head is off here and he's kind of on the side uh-huh. and he's just holding on with dear life and she's getting choked to death. Yeah. And he's got, you know, he's crying, he's crying and she dead whoa but then his face looks to the wall and he sees a crossbow a crossbow that's mounted to the wall and then it cuts to him walking down the hall to the bathrooms where tywin's taking a shit kid you not tywin's sitting you guys seriously yeah tywin's sitting on the toilet um Tyrion puts down the crossbow no no no. oh you're gonna do the you wanna no go ahead okay he he walks in he walks in Tyrion sees it or tywin sees Tyrion. he says Put Tyr- down the crossbow. Yeah. And then he but asks. He won't. He's got it aimed at him the whole time. Right. And he's like, who released you? And he goes, ah, your brother, I expect. He always had a soft spot for you. Now we'll go and talk in my chambers. <clears throat> Tywin. Um, well, no. Tywin goes to stand he up. He goes to stand up. But Tyrion uh, steps closer and Tywin sits back down. Uh, Tywin then says, this is how you want me to speak. This is how you want to speak to me. Shaming your father uh, uh, has always been how it's always given you pleasure. And Tyrion says, "All my life, you've wanted me dead." Tywin goes, "Yes, but you refuse to die. I respect that. I even admire it. You fight for what's yours. I never let uh, let them execute you. Um, is that what you want? Is that what you feared? I've." I'll never let ill and pain take your head. You're a Lannister. You're my son. And Ty, uh, Tyrion goes, I loved her. And then Tywin, who? Tyrion, Shay. Tywin, ah, Tyrion, put down that crossbow. And Tyrion goes, I murdered her with my own hands. Tywin, it doesn't matter. Tyrion, it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't, doesn't matter? matter? Yeah. Question. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Tywin, she was a whore. Tyrion says, say that word again. Oh, my it's, God. Yeah. Tywin, and and what? You'll kill your own father in the privy? No, you're my son. Now, enough of this nonsense. Tyrion, I am your son, and you sentenced me to die. You knew I didn't poison Joffrey, but you sentenced me to uh, all the same. Why? Tywin, enough. We'll go back to my chambers and speak uh, with some dignity. Tyrion, I can't go back there. She's there. Tywin, oh, you're afraid of that dead whore? Tyrion shoots the crossbow. Tywin takes a bolt to the chest and falls back. Well, more of like the lower abdomen area. Um, He falls back and um, Tyrion grabs the tool and reloads the crossbow. Holy shit. Tywin, uh, you shot me. 
You're not. You're no son of mine. And Tyrion, I am your son. I have always been your son. Tyrion shoots again, but this time, like in the heart, and Tywin dies. And then it cuts to Varys walking uh, into the hand chamber. Uh, ask Tyrion, what have you done? Then uh, they walk to another room. Tyrion gets into a large crate with holes on the side. The crate is then loaded into a ship. Varys hears bells ringing. Because now they know he's been murdered. And uh, Varys, because he was going to walk towards the city. But as soon as he hear, hears the bells ringing, he turns back and he gets, gets on, on the, the ship, ship too. With him. And they, the ship sails away. Okay. How many points do I get for saying Tyrion was going to kill Tywin in like season one? <laughs> you would have had a million you points. You changed it though. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, he got it. I did. That was good yeah. though. That was really good. It's Man. it's so hard because you're so close on a lot of these yeah. that I want to say something, yeah. but we can't. Yeah. yeah. And th- this is a great scene because Tyrion and Tywin is still trying to manipulate him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know he's lying about kill you. It's not, like yeah. bullshit. I mean, I think... Ultimately, Tywin's goal was to die on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he did. Very true. Man. Good. Holy Good shit. shit huh? That was crazy. Good shit. I am so <laughs> far past the mystical bullshit that we were, yeah? that we were talking about Good. like 10 minutes ago. Everything that just happened is fucking amazing. That was yeah. great. Good. All right. And then we go to the veil. We're not done yet. Wait. Wait. What? No. I yet. thought that was it. No. Nope. Nope. So we finish up in the Vale. Um, Arya is riding her white horse towards the shore, right? She sees uh, basically... A, She's going to Bravos. She sees a port and a bunch of cities. Um, With she, her coin. She says, where, where can, can I talk to the ship's captain? He says, that's me. You know, I want to go north. I want to go to the wall. And he's like, you know, no, you don't want to go there. There's only ice and war up there. Um, he says, besides, you know, I'm not going that way. I'm going home. And she says, oh, where, where's home? You say, we're going to the free city of Bravos. Um, you know, she says, well, I can pay. And he says, well, it doesn't matter. And then she says, oh, well, I have something else. What does she have? The coin. The coin. So she gives the coin that... Uh, I have to do to get a jack in her ass. Jack in the car gave her. <laughs> uh, and he's like, where did you get this? Before she spits out Valar Magulis. And then, you know, the captain is surprised. Uh, he replies, Velardo Harris, of course, you shall have a cabin. Whoo! So she boards the ship, and Hot damn. the season ends with her on her way to Bravos. Shit. Man. Okay. That's cool. It's cool, right? Yeah. Pretty good, If huh? you do that bullshit alert right now, I'm going to fucking flip <laughs> out, Shane. Don't. <laughs> no. See, this is why season four, three, four, and like five are excellent. Okay. So much more men in the roots next season. Uh, oh All right. Do you smell that? Don't. Don't. You guys, <laughs> seriously, I can't take it. No, there's nothing. This is all serious. Dude, I so wanted to change yeah. what happened and who killed We should have been like, instead of shave, oh, put man. Cersei in there. Oh, man. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> You're oh, mine, not Jamie's. <laughs> Oh, you Daddy. Love you love your father. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> All right. You <laughs> almost killed Rod. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, All right. What's coming? Dude, so much. <laughs> um, Arya. 
Arya is, is gonna going go to learn. Bravos. She's going to learn the the art of the faceless man. Can't right? see me, right? right? Yeah, she's going to go hang out with John Cena. Yeah. Um, going to get glasses with a nose attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Stannis, right? Stannis. That was a great scene, basically too. Basically taken the, the North, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Or he's ready to challenge the North. North, the North. Yeah. Um, I don't know where the hell Tyrion and Varys are going. Um, what I don't know what's going to happen with Jamie and Cersei. Yeah. I mean... Well, who's... Man. So, Tywin's dead. Tywin's so, dead. Who, who fills that power void? Who's the hand? Well, so Tommen's the yet. king, but who's yeah. in Tommen's Yeah, who's who's in charge Seriously. of Tommen? He there doesn't know that Jamie's his dad. He's not going to listen to him. Exactly. There you like, go. Shut up, Uncle Jamie. <laughs> Uncle Daddy. <laughs> go guard the door. Um, <laughs> Don't let me die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she certainly doesn't have to marry Loris now. Yeah. Um, man. Win-win. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Crazy. Thanks for tuning in to the Out of Loop podcast. We are on Instagram at OOTL Pod. Uh, feel free to email us with any questions, awesome feedback, uh, what you'd like to hear, um, what what's some of your favorite parts of season four. We're at OOTL Pod at gmail.com. Hopefully, soon we'll be back on Twitter. Uh, please visit uh, Let's just the make Ugly a new Face. One. Let's just make a new one. Yeah. Please visit the Ugly Face Stories at Tucson Comic Con coming up on yeah, November first, yeah, yeah. second, and third. I will be there. I'll be there Saturday. I believe I'll be there Sunday because Saturday I have dad stuff to do. I'll okay. be there Saturday. See That's... me with Rodney on Saturday, and see Matt with Rodney on Sunday. Yes, yeah. please come hang out, buy something, support Rodney. Who, who else is with you? You said, uh... yeah, one of my coworkers. His daughter's <clears throat> an upcoming uh, artist. She's her, very good. Her name? No, Claire. Claire, yeah, come we buy some art from Claire. Do not ask for any um, money for this podcast because why? Why would we? Um, but, but if you'd like to sponsor, Rodney's us. the best. So please support him. Yeah. Go to Tucson Comic Con, buy something. He works very hard, and uh, yeah, you can come see all of us that weekend. That'd be awesome. Thank you again, um, Shane. Winter's coming. <laughs>